Hello and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I'm here to let you know that this is a not safe for work podcast. We are teachers at the end of the week and really the end of our ropes, and we'd like to be able to talk honestly and openly about education without having to worry about losing our jobs. So we'll be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast. I'd like to give a special thank you to all of our Patreon patrons out there. Yep, for as little as $5 a month, you can get access to over 96 exclusive episodes that are only available for our patrons through Patreon. And we're putting out more all the time. And so you should do it. Sign up. Go to Patreon. Look up Teach Needs Drink Podcast. And then you, too, can have your name read out of the pod, beginning of the podcast just like this. Big thank you to Terry J, Justin M, Tracy B, Miss Wonderstats, Quentin B, Ekebex, Mistress Mischief, Natasha S, Miss Anthropy, Princess Buttercup, Dragon Lady, Kel C, Shannon E, Helena C, Aaron B, Stephanie S, Maggie M, Texas Teacher Kristen, Miss Sunshine, Hattie F, James Nally J, Jody D, Samantha D, Lisa C, Rachel, Jen Genie, Exhausted Band Director, Kimberly K, Jessica A, Swiffle F Owners, Amanda F, Ariana L, Physics Runner, Steph, Science Siege 17, Michael M, William P, Aldridge T, The Scarpianita, Britt M, Noel R, Teresa H, Biker Teach, Marsh M, Christina B, Kristen B, Jason F, Abby B, Sarah B, Regina N, Josie S, Sam B, Lucy P, Mary E, Jamie B, Kristen W, Vanessa J, Mary C, RJR, Kristen C, Johanna H, Space Panties, Irma A, Nimi, and Sarah N. Woo, that was a mouthful. Big thank you to all of them for helping us out and supporting us here. If you also want to help us out, you can support our sponsor, Lud Lamb Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or no one in your building, you should go to Lud Lamb Dramatics. They are the exclusive, one-of-a-kind, special, only-in-America company that produces specifically educational theater classroom resource posters. Posters. You can get posters on how to put on stage makeup, the parts of a stage, what not to do on stage, how to keep your pants on, all kinds of exciting stuff, and you should go visit them at ludlamdramatics.com. Do it now! Okay, that took all my breath. My daughter's patiently waiting on me to stop so she can put her YouTube videos back on. But everyone out there, I love you. Take care of yourselves. This is episode 159, and we'll be back out with more next week. All right, friends, love you. Enjoy. Mwah. Me, me, me. <clears throat> balls, 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 balls. Welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and today I am joined by Count Chocolate. I am Count Chocolate. I am not your host, but I am glad to be here. I am one of the hosts. And also we have Miss Bunny O'Hay. Hey, Elvis. Hey, folks. And last but not least, we have Mama Chick. This chicken is too plucked to cluck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Well, it is Sunday. This goes out on Wednesday, and it has been one of the rare weekends where I had downtime. Now, don't get me wrong. There was shit I should have been doing or could have been doing, but I made the choices like Saturday. I'm not going to do anything. Well, I mean, I did stuff, but I'm not going to do those things. I'm just going to focus on relaxing, taking some time to myself. And holy crap, it was glorious. It was so glorious. And part of it was I I went down a Myers-Briggs rabbit hole. I've never really followed that before. When I first started dating like four or five years ago, I remember someone asked me like what my Myers-Briggs was and I did the test and I forgot, forgot it. Well, then Space Panties did one this week or she already knows her shit. 
and pulled up some description of like her perfect person and it was me and I got all mushy. I was like, well, I'm going to see what my Myers-Briggs is and it was that thing and I just went down a rabbit hole of all these personality types and the thing is, I always thought of myself as an introvert but in hindsight, I think I was just a really depressed extrovert that didn't really want to go out much, just wanted to be alone. So I feel a lot more myself and apparently that makes me feel uh, much more extroverted. But I'm curious about, like, you guys, how are things going for you? How is your weekend? Who wants to go first? Well, um, I, you, can't, you can't just, like, throw that out there and then not tell us what your, what your MBI, MBTI type was. Come on. I am, and I might be saying it wrong, an EFNP. Yeah, I'm an ENFP-T. I haven't taken one of those in a while, and I don't remember what I am. No, I mean, that was one of the things I remember when I was on all those dating apps, like Bumble, or a lot of women would have their type on there. And then someone would be like, hey, so what's yours? And I wasn't doing anything because it was usually like a Wednesday night and I was killing time and distracting myself by chatting with people on those apps. And I was like, oh, no, I'll take a quiz. But I don't remember what it was then. But but here's a wild thing. I was ENFP forever, but I'm like in the middle between E and I. And then after I'd been teaching for about 10 years, I took it again and I changed to an ENFJ. Okay, so... I I go back and forth, Mama, between INFP and INFJ. Like, it depends on my mood and on the quiz and how much I'm overthinking the answers at any given moment. Well, so well like the, you and I are alike, except for the introvert-extrovert thing. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, but it was funny to me because I was always like, a, I don't care how we get there. As long as we get there, the journey is all the fun. And then I started teaching, and I was like, no, 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 time is money. Like, let's get to the point. I can see that. I can see my personality has changed. But the thing is, a lot of this was just crazy accurate how much, whatever the one I just put in the group chat, whatever free tests that breakdown, I'm sure they try to sell you some kind of, but I got like the four pages of data. And I was like, holy shit, this, this is all me. This is all how I behave in relationships. This is how I behave in trauma. This, I was like, oh my God. But then it was like, and your perfect matches, and it happened to be space panties. Like, that's awesome. Squee. Okay, from the Reddits, from user Blue Athena623, is your teacher workroom locked during the day? So new admin and her policy is no copies made while the students are in the building, 730 to 245. And to enforce it, she is locking our teacher workroom, which also means no printing, shredding, getting supplies, checking mailboxes, etc. In theory, we are allowed to radio for admin to come unlock the door so we can get things off the printer. But there are times everyone is in a meeting, etc. Also, I work in a in special setting for students with severe EBD, psychoed, and frequently going to the printer or you have something on the printer is code for, I need a hot second to compose myself and I don't want to cry on a toilet. Is the no access to anything during the time students are in the building policy reasonable? How do other schools do it? Holy crap, I've never heard of that. Yeah, that, that's some next level micromanaging right there. And that that's not sustainable. That's just not. I was about to say that. There's no way that can be sustained. Even if, yeah, yeah, there's a little bit more to unpack when we get to the toilet part. But 
First off, when you have a school that has, say, like I worked in a small elementary and it had 30 teachers. And there'd be oftentimes where there was a line of four or five people waiting to use like the big Haas uh, copier. And so if that was only available before and after school, that the line, no, because that means you'd have to make copies out of contract hours. And I'd screw that if I'm going to have to wait hours to make copies. No, 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 no. I had a situation when I first started teaching where, I mean, it was nothing that extreme because I think that's completely unreasonable. Um, but we had to give, if we wanted copies, we had to give them to the ISS person and that person made copies for us and we had to give them 24 hours. And that was really hard as a brand new teacher because, you know, you're like, oh, wait, I'm going to do this. And you had to wait 24 hours. So it's not quite the same, but I, I did have to do that. And that was frustrating. However, she was a human, the ISS person I could talk to, and she liked me, so sometimes she'd sneak me in, but ugh, it was rough. I've had that before, and I've had heard like the 24-hour thing, but what happened every single time is even with 24 hours notice, there were periods where the person who was supposed to do it, usually it was like parent-teacher volunteers, they'd be overwhelmed, or they just wouldn't have time to make all the copies, because even if you're an ISS person... Sometimes the kids in ISS have things going on or you have to attend an ARD. That's not, it's overwhelming for one person. Like, hey, you're the copy bitch. Your job is to make sure these kids don't talk and make all the copies. That's a hell job. No one wants that. And the next thing is the other weird way I've seen admin try to control like copies, like if they felt copies were out of control, is I've seen them give each level like their own case of paper. <laughs> and they have yep. to ration it. Like, okay, science team, you get two cases of paper. That needs to last you. And so if someone knew they were making lots of copies, they would just, you know, go buy a ream or go to Costco or something. But I've Reams. seen that method before. Like, yeah, nope, we're not giving you any more. You, your department gets this ream or this case. But what about you, Count? Tell, you got stories. So I've seen, I've worked on campuses where every teacher had a copy code and you only get so many copies per month. And that, that, you know, that's a, a quick way of policing. But um, like I said, every teacher got one. So a PE teacher had a copy code, had the same number of copies as a math teacher. Um, so if you have a teacher who's like, you know, really worksheet heavy or activity heavy and they're printing a lot of different things, um, they're going to go through that code quickly. Um, if you're nice, or I was pretty nice on campus, I normally had two to three people's copy codes, PE teachers or like, the guy that was in charge of driver's ed. And if they're like spending the whole week driving, he's not making any copies. He can give me that code. I've seen that happen. And then you also mentioned um, having a, a limited amount of paper. Uh, I've worked on campuses where you have to literally bring your own paper to the copy machine, run your copies, and then take the extra paper out when you're done and, you know, take it back to your classroom. I just, I, it's not sustainable. I, if it's even closed during lunch, I can't tell you how many times I'm walking down the hallway with an apple or something like eating a snack when I don't have a class. And I'm like, oh, I need to get copies for next period. And I just walk in the copy room and do it because it's during lunch and you have the freedom to do it. I, that's a whole new, like you said, a whole new level of micromanaging. And Elvis, I think it's absolutely absurd. Now that that's not feasible or tenable. That's just... I mean, and that, and you guys know that sometimes when these copiers, even these hardcore industrial ones, are used a lot, they break down. 
and you got to get the tech out there to do the toner thing or whatever is going wrong with it. And if that shuts down, yeah, that, that's no bueno, especially if it's because one admin's like, no, we need to do all these copies in a 45-minute period. <laughs> Bad idea. My campus has kind of a similar thing where we have one um, secretary who does all of the copies. You have to get her your stuff at least 48 hours in advance. Um, usually she has it to you within 24, but um, 48 hours in advance, which... Um, my little ADHD self has had a hard time with that. Our whole workroom isn't locked. I can still go check my mailbox and cut butcher paper and turn in stuff to get laminated. And like, I don't even know how I would function not having access. I don't, yeah, that that's bonkers. Um, but yeah, what Elvis, what you were saying about the copy machine though, like, that's the reason that only our secretary is allowed to touch it. It was because we got like this giant industrial thing that's like the size of my Corolla in the workroom. And it costs big, big money to get it fixed, apparently. So only one person is allowed to touch it. Yeah, I can't imagine that going well, especially if you're rationing paper for teachers opening and shutting that uh, printer drawer or the paper drawer over and over and over again to take out their paper and put someone else's paper in. Yeah, that, that thing would bust, and that's probably a really expensive fix. But, jeez, do you guys have any last thoughts or stories you want to share on this before we move on to the next one? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I um, One of the things, I guess, that got me in trouble with administration last year was that I had a copy budget but I had 25 more students than usual. And I always worked right up to the edge of my budget. And, and I didn't waste copies, but I, I did a lot of like hands-on shit with my kids. And last year, I kept running out of copies middle of the month, sort of like my bank account. And um, I there used to be a process before this admin came on. And, and so I went through the channels I thought I was supposed to, and I kept getting told no. And then it became ridiculous to the point where they were like, no, because eighth grade doesn't need that many copies. I don't know. And then no, don't even count on it. Um, they don't understand why you need this many copies. But no one ever directly talked to me. So there was a meeting that and our principal said, hey, what can I do to make your job easier? Because my problem was I couldn't even print from my computer. I, I could get friends, copy numbers and copy that way, but I couldn't print anything I made. I had to like email it to somebody and have them copy it. It was a nightmare. <laughs> and if it was in the middle of class, like a kid couldn't get on to something I assigned online, then I had to like uh, just find something else for the kid to do random in the classroom. Like, anyway, it was, it was a nightmare. I was very frustrated. And I said, what do I need to do to get more copies? And he was like, that sounds like a personal problem. And I was like, okay, but this is my job. So how are you going to help me? And it turned into this big argument. And, and, and then he decided that I was hard to work with. All those copies you need. It's so difficult. So difficult. This is from user Giant Rulemaking Rat. How one hour of silence interrupted by the Taco Bell ding song saved my sixth graders. 
So today is Friday. My art classes have a catch-up day, or chill-down day, every Friday where we watch Bob Ross and finish any sketchbook assignments for the week. My sixth graders were insane today. I already have been experiencing a migraine like no other, so I was ready to just put my head down forever. Well, after telling the class that they need to be quiet enough to hear Bob Rott and his dulcet tones, I put on a video and question on another tab. One hour of silence interrupted by the Taco Bell ding sound effect. I told the class if they can be quiet and hear how many times it dinged with the class period, everyone who got the right answer would get a snack for my snack bag. I turned that video's volume way down and turned Bob Ross way up. When I tell you it was quiet, more quiet than I've heard my sixth graders all year. It was awesome. That is pretty fucking amazing. I, I'm imp- I like it. I think it's an incentive and it is, I won't even call it forced learning. I think you were strongly encouraging kids to pay attention and to focus. And hey, why not have a reward with it? And it's a Friday. Like, heck yeah, kudos to you. Way to be creative. So sorry for offending you and butchering your name. <laughs> Mama Chicken, what do you think about that? I mean, I'm still stuck on the whole, like, watching Bob Ross. That is brilliant. I bet the kids love that. And he's so soothing. And so, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Genius. Genius. I support that. I wish I had our teachers like that. I had an art teacher who would let us, on, like, our makeup days, we could put on music, but it couldn't have words. We had, could only play instrumentals. That was her thing to balance out the taste between everybody. But I still like that. But man, Bob Ross, I would have been into that back then. I'd, I'd be into it more now. I for sure think it's it's genius. And honestly, this sounds like my previous work bestie. So like now I want to text her and be like, girl, was this you? Oh, I love it. And I just wonder, I'd wonder about losing control of the class when they hear the ding. Because if those kids have been looking, it's like that episode of The Office where they're watching the DVD screensaver bounce on the thing behind uh, Michael, and it's going. They're all kind of getting into it, and oh, no, and then like it hits the corner. Everyone cheers and just leaves the meeting. <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel like that would happen in class. Like if that Taco Bell ding went too early, yeah, as long as you have that one kid going two, Three. No, just in your head, dumbass. <laughs> hey, guys, guess what? Yo, what, what is it? We have a Patreon. I love Patreon. That's right. We have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you can join the Teacher Needs Drink Podcast Patreon, and you get access to over 98 special exclusive episodes that can only be found on our Patreon by joining it. And you also get access to our Facebook group, our watch parties, our live streaming new episodes while they're being recorded. You even get to comment and chat with the hosts. It is so worth five bucks a month and there's so much more to listen to. So uh, join and do it now! Do it, do it, do it. (laughs) So, my friends... Here are your choices. Would you rather have sad puppies follow you everywhere and you can do nothing to help them? Or R. Kelly is permanently trapped in your closet? Once again, would you rather be followed by sad puppies and you can do nothing to help them? Or have R. Kelly 
permanently trapped in your closet. People? <laughs> if he's stuck in my closet, he's not hurting anybody, so go ahead and lock him up in there. Is he the guy that peed on people? Yeah. Among other things. I mean, he's, he's in jail for having inappropriate relationships with underage um, girls. A and yes, there was the video uh, trip, trip, trip. of him urinating on a on a young lady. Um, yeah, he's he yeah, super talented, super creepy. This has been going on for so long, though. Yes, so long, and it's so been publicly known. I mean, Dave Chappelle had skits about it in two thousand six and two thousand seven. Boondocks had a whole episode about it, didn't they? It was a great episode too. It's one of the <laughs> best ones. And that was like two thousand two, two thousand three. That was a long time ago. Yeah. And so for almost 20 years, and it's only in the last two, because some of the, I'm glad it finally caught, I don't know, whoever, just kind of, me too, brought everyone back to it. But oh my God. Buddy, go ahead and say it out loud. Um, my closet is smaller and darker than whatever prison cell he's currently in. So I vote throw him on in there. Um, I can lock it up and just use my dresser for stuff instead. Um, also, you and I both know I wouldn't be able to function if there were sad puppies following me around. Oh, I know. That'd be so horrible for you. I support Bunny having him in there. And you know what? If Bunny needed to raise <laughs> money for like the Fufu Fund or something like that, for scholarships, college, I don't know, like a, a yacht for her honeymoon, whatever she wants. I mean, I think they could sell tickets for people to come and just like pee through the little closet slats. <laughs> oh gosh! You know, five bucks, you can pee on R. Kelly for thirty. You can film you doing it. I mean, there's money to be made here, Bunny. You can oh take care goodness. of the foo foo. You just got to hang up some things, maybe put some drainage in there. Uh, I was gonna say I'm gonna have to hire somebody to come professionally clean. Yeah. Well, I bet you could find people who'd hose it down too. It'd be horrible, but oh my goodness, Ew. Mama, what's your take? Um, I love puppies. I, I mean, I think puppies typically are kind of sad sometimes, so Aww. I'm, I'm going to go for the sad puppies. <laughs> Does that make me a horrible person? I just like puppies. I want puppies to follow me. Even sad when just whimpering? But, but then you can turn and pet them and make them not I, sad. No, no, that's actually in the card. You can do nothing to help them. You can pet them all you want. They will still be sad puppies. Yeah, oh, but, but I don't I don't know about a dude living in my closet. It's a mess in there, y'all. <laughs> oh, he's going to make it messier, too. He is not known for his hygienic practices. <laughs> so I kind of have a little bit of a bunny loophole just because I can't answer a question without thinking about a loophole now. But I need R. Kelly in jail. Um. I feel like that's where he belongs. But I also feel like if I have sad puppies following me, um, I'm not the biggest animal lover. Like, I don't have any pets. Like, I don't hate animals or anything like that. But I feel like if they're following me and they're sad, can't I take them to other people who, like, would really like them a lot? And make them not sad, or are they just going to continue to I be sad? I think they're just going to continually follow you and continually be sad. It's like that movie, It Follows. Just puppies just following you, whimpering the rest of your life. Uh, or All right. They, I, I still got to go with the puppies until R. Kelly dies in prison. And then, well, I still don't want the dead body in my closet. So 
I'll have to live with the puppies. R. Kelly's got to stay in jail. Sorry. I, I think the puppies will get annoying, and I can leave R. Kelly in the closet because he ain't coming out. Oh, like so. you could like leave and buy a new house and just leave him in there? I think as long as it's your closet. <laughs> like, Well, I mean, yeah. maybe if he he's decided to sing and make beautiful music. Not no, he, he's lost nation. that privilege. All right, friends, thanks for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I'd like to thank my hosts who are with me today. A big thanks to Mr. Count Chocolate. Be sure to begin and end your day with some chocolate. Thank you for having me. And also Ms. Bunny O'Hare. Thank you for having me back. It was a pleasure as always. And last but not least, a big thank you to Mama Chicken. Love you guys. I got no clever chicken puns at the moment. Oh, womp womp. All right, friends, everyone out there, take care of yourselves. Don't get crazied up by the Halloween. Deep breaths, deep drinks. Cheers! Woo-hoo! Yay! Cheers! Hey folks, thanks for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I'd like to thank all of our Patreon patrons out there. And if you have something you'd like to share with us here at Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast, hit us up through the contact page on our website, teacherneedsdrinkpodcast.com. We even have the option to leave a voicemail that we can play on the podcast. You should do it because it's awesome! Big thank you to our sponsor, Lud Lamb Dramatics, and all of the patrons. And you too can be a patron for as little as $5 a month. Big thank you to, I'm just laying out big thank you left and right. Count, Mama, Bunny, I love them all, especially Miss Space Panties. All right, friends, everyone out there, take care of yourselves. We'll be back next Wednesday. Love you. Bye. Oh, face my yard. Oh, big yard. Yeah, boy. Okay.